Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, where your source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development, where we share original research, explore industry trends, and interview executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We hope you join us often for practitioner-oriented content around all things related to leadership, HR, talent management, organizational development, and change management. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Do you enjoy the Human Capital Innovations Podcast? Enjoy ad-free listening by going to the Patreon page, and please consider contributing even at the producer or sponsorship level. And please leave a review. Thank you for your support. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Sumit Gupta about human connection, leadership, and the foundational principles behind human behavior. Sumit Gupta, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Thank you. Thank you, John, for having me. It is a pleasure to be with you. You're joining us from across the pond in Lisbon, Portugal, uh, normally based out of Amsterdam. And I'm south of Salt Lake City in Utah. And today we're going to be talking about human connection, leadership, and the foundational principles behind human behavior and the interconnection of those concepts. I'm super excited for this dialogue. And before we get started, I just wanted to share Sumit's bio with everybody. Sumit Gupta is founder and leadership coach at the Deploy Yourself School of Leadership. He helps leaders at a crossroads do the work of their life while making real impact with people they care about. I love that. Uh, anything else about yourself, your personal or professional background that you'd like to share with me or my audience before we dive on into the conversation? I think uh, I have a very, very interesting background. We can talk about it for ages, but uh, I think the key aspect here is that uh, everything that I do and I, that I give back is based on my own journey of how I started as an engineer, as an introverted techie. And then I found my passion for people. And what I do is entirely focused on people and leadership and teams, uh, which is quite a big turn if you know how geeky and how introverted techies can be. Uh, so that's, I would like to add that tidbit before we start. Yeah, well, that transition, I think many people kind of go through various stages and transitions in their professional career. And for you, it was doing the tech stuff and then moving into the people space. Uh, other people may go the other direction or there's a you know a thousand different ways people can go. Um, but I think that's always interesting to learn about uh, those types of shifts that people go through. And in fact, it's, it's those shifts, th those life shifts, those career shifts uh, that people go through that require the the help of often a coach uh, or at least mentors uh, uh, people who can coach and mentor and help you think through and make those those um, adjustments you know at important stages of your life and so that's what you're doing now to you've experienced it yourself you're doing it now paying it forward trying to help others who are going through the same process so I think that's fantastic uh, let's start by talking about human connection why is this idea of human connection so important in this day and age? I think uh, the fact that we are talking 
right now on uh, two different continents is a is a good metaphor for uh, to talk about human connection i think we are all connected and many times uh, at least in organizations what i have seen is uh, we tend to see people or we tend to have in the past at least see people as resources and seeing them as individual units and not interconnected pieces which blend together which work together which function together uh, and i think that's a key missing piece in leadership and if we can see people as teams people as groups who feel together who talk to other ideate together there is a huge potential which can be unleashed which can be unlocked just by taking that uh, as a different perspective to human beings yeah and i think every, we're we're social animals <laughs> everyone needs connection even introverts who may not need as much uh social interaction as extroverts they still need that human connection and they still need you know their close uh, group of friends, their that their confidants, those people that they can lean on, and we all just need that. And I think over the course of the pandemic, we definitely saw a rise in depression, anxiety, um, all all those types of mental health challenges and issues that people were facing, in large part due to the social isolation that people were experiencing during the pandemic with lockdowns uh, and not being able to see friends and family. And I, I remember, you know, this was not that long ago, but I remember how hard it was to largely be cut off from the rest of my community and my colleagues and and whatnot. And I have a large family, you know, but longtime listeners of the podcast know I'm married. I have six kids. So the eight of us together, even when we were completely isolated from everyone else, we still had each other and we still had that social connection. And my kids had their siblings to play with, et cetera. Um, but it still was hard. And, and I can only imagine how hard it was for people who, you know, may not have had anyone uh, and they, they were isolated in their apartment by themselves for months on end. Uh, without being able to directly have human contact, that, that is just an incredibly challenging thing. It Again, that's a bit of an extreme example that we've all kind of lived through and experienced in our recent past. Um, but whether we're talking about that kind of an extreme, or we're just talking about um, kind of the, the daily lived experience of most average people day to day now, you know, that things are a little bit more back to normal. The reality is we need that human connection. We need the opportunity to have community. We need to be able to uh, to have people we can lean on uh, who can support us and we can support them. And without that human connection, we can't build those relationships that will allow us to have, you know, the mentoring uh, opportunities and the coaching either for life uh, events that happen that kind of shake things up or the professional, the, the natural progression in our professional life. Absolutely. I think the foundation of anything that we do together, whether as a family, as a group, as an organization, as a business, is that human connection, right? Unless people can feel connected to each other, there is no team, right? A team doesn't get created by calling a group of people a team. It's created by that connection. A business doesn't get created by like a mission statement or, or a value statement. It gets created when people are connected through those missions, through that vision and through the values and then business spouses. And as we talk about connection, I think there's clear um, relevance to leadership. Uh, as we think about, you know, our ability to have sincere, authentic connection with the people around us on our teams, if I'm going to be an effective leader, I need to be genuine, vulnerable, authentic with my people. I need to create a psychologically safe environment where they feel permission to do the same. And unless I can have genuine connection with my people, I'm, you know, we're just not going to function as a 
at as high a level as we otherwise might be able to. Uh, so I think there's real implications for this, for leadership, uh, for performance, uh, innovation, and those those sorts of elements that we want to see come from most teams in the workplace. So let's dive into that a little bit more specifically now. What do you see as some of the, the major components um, from human connection moving into the leadership space? I think the foundation of uh, building and tapping into that connection is listening. It's, uh, so often we tend to focus on what to do, how to do, what to speak, how to communicate. But most uh, of it, and especially 90% of all we communicate, we express, is uh, is in the non-spoken, in the non-verbal. So there's a lot uh, when it comes to leadership uh, where listening can make a huge impact. And when I say listening, I do not mean just listening to the words that are being spoken, but also listening to where the person is coming from, what is happening in their world, right? What do they care about? What are their concerns? What are their strengths? What do they like? What they do not like? And if you can know that as a leader, that's a huge leverage that you have to build that connection, first of all, to have people feel safe, uh, but also to tailor your work, also to tailor your, uh, be flexible with your working style so that you treat people the way they want to be treated, right? You want you do not want uh, to overload somebody uh, who has two kids, right? So for somebody, family might be important, but for somebody, growth might be important, right? But unless you listen to that, unless you listen to those emotions, those passions, how can you even be considerate? How can you even be empathetic? So for me, listening is the is the foundation. Uh, and uh, like I, I, I like talk, talking about it because this is so paradoxical. Uh, listening in many ways is seen as something passive. But what I am suggesting is listening as an active activity where you are fully focused on the other person. Uh, and that takes effort, that takes practice if you're not used to it. And most of us are not used to it. Yeah, yeah. Everyone knows the importance of listening. It's something that gets talked about all the time. My experience is that most people are pretty bad at it. Um, the real, the type of listening we're talking about, the real active listening, being present, like physically, emotionally, you know, connected and present with the person sitting in front of you to have that conversation. Uh, that is something that I think is just a challenge. And it, because everyone has their stuff, everyone has their own baggage, everyone has their own stuff going on in their head, their own internal dialogue. Um, and depending on the nature of the conversation that we might be having, you know, I might get defensive and then immediately, rather than being there with the person, I'm, I'm thinking about my defensiveness and, and what the next thing is I'm going to say, or if I have some sort of preconceived agenda, I have something I want to do to fix this person or to fix a situation uh, or whatever, you know, I'm not just being present there, listening and hearing and learning. Uh, and that's, that's a really hard thing. And I think the best leaders uh, while there do need to be, you know, directed performance conversations at times, you know, where there's corrective action that needs to be taken, where, where behavior needs to change, et cetera. Uh, a good leader will know the difference between those types of specific conversations that need to occur and when real, genuine, authentic listening needs to occur. So you can just really understand where the person might be coming from. And in some cases, just give them a chance to vent, to give them a chance to, to let off some steam uh, and feel heard and valued right and once once we're able to do that then we can you know we build those relationships of mutual accountability and trust that now i can move into the performance conversation um you know 
at, at another point in time uh, when it's necessary. But if, if I just be with a, an individual on my team who's having performance issues and I try to sit down with them and try to he- listen to them and hear what's going on, if I'm doing that constantly with with this performance dialogue going on in the back of my head, chances are I'm not really going to hear what I need to hear. I'm not going to learn what I need to learn. Absolutely. And I think to take it a step beyond, right, I often uh, ask uh, my the people that I'm working with not to focus on what you're doing and what you're speaking, but how others are listening to you. Right? Because every leader's authority, every leader's trust lies not in who they are, but also in a huge part in how people are listening to them. Right. So if people are not listening to you as a trustworthy leader, no matter, no matter what you do, it's going to make an impact. And unless you can listen to how people listen to you, you cannot have those conversations or you cannot be flexible enough in the day to day to navigate those challenges because you like you might be the most trustworthy person, but you did something consciously or subconsciously, which is eroding that trust. But can you listen to that in other people's emotions, in their tone of voice, in their language, in their body? And then can you work on it, right? So for me, apart from the business results, apart from what we do, what we produce, a key product of any leader is the listening that they produce in their teams. And if the listening is good, if the listening is productive, then that makes everything easier. That makes difficult conversations easier. That makes trust easier. That makes teamwork easier. But if the if the listening is, uh, is for uh, like poor performance or for a, a lack of trust in a relationship, then everything else, becomes uh, difficult even if you do all the best practices even if you like apply everything which has been proven by research and which has been uh, like which you see working for other people so listening is that missing element that can really take you like off the tracks without you even realizing what is happening under the surface yeah yeah excellent so listening is a really key component to this idea of human connection and its overlap with leadership what are some other areas that you feel are, are really vital as we think about being successful leaders and building on that human connection? I think another key element which impacts uh, uh, everything which we do, which includes the listening, is the mood and emotion in which a conversation happens. Right. So the same words being spoken, but being spoken in two different moods or emotions are basically two different conversations. And many people are not aware of that. Right. What is the right mood for this kind of a conversation? And then is, is my team in that right mood? And then if not, then what am I doing about it? Right? So instead of focusing on uh, the product, the outcome, uh, focus on mood as an outcome. Right? So uh, let's say I'm doing an offsite, but I'm doing it on a Friday afternoon. There is no space uh, when people are tired, when people are stressed to do that kind of big picture thinking. That's much better. It happens uh, in, an, in a location which is not your usual workplace. Um, happens maybe probably better on a Monday, on a, on a weekend, on some kind of a relaxed atmosphere rather than like you cram one hour for a big picture thinking. So instead, fo- instead of focusing on what is the strategy that you want to create, focus on what is the mood and then allow the strategy to come through that. Uh, if, if we totally ignore that, then we are at the peril of the mood that we find people in. But if we notice, if we can sense, if we can ask people to share what mood they are in, then we can actually be conscious about it either by our own efforts or through some external facilitation, through external help uh, that uh, like this, for this team to grow, we need to be in this mood. And unless that mood is there, then we are missing something so foundational that every conversation, every tactic, every strategy is going to fall flat. As we move into the final stages of this conversation today, I think there's a whole lot of things we can discuss, but 
one, you know, one of the things you're doing in your leadership coaching is you're trying to help people understand how to make those transitions um, in their life, in their career uh, stage or in their career trajectory. Uh, People who want to make bigger impact in the work that they do uh, while, while doing, you know, work that matters to them, that matters to those around them. Um, All that comes back to these foundational principles of human behavior. Uh, Why don't you describe for us some of what you consider to be those foundational principles? And we can uh, explore some of those just a little bit. Yeah, I think one of the things which I always tell people, no matter where they are in their in their journey, is that there's nothing wrong with them. And a lot of people, especially high performers, come uh, from this perspective of uh, wanting to achieve something or produce something to fill a hole or to like, to prove something either to themselves or somebody else. But some sometimes telling somebody that there's nothing missing, that you are perfectly fine the way you are, allows people to free up to let go of that burden. And actually become better producers, better, uh, like produces better results. And the second is like you can anytime take responsibility uh, for wherever you are, like without burden, without guilt, without blame, but you can take complete uh, productive responsibility, which is always 100%, never less than 100%, and never more than 100% also, right? So not to try to do everything for everybody around you, that only creates you as a martyr, not as a, as a leader. Uh, so at any time you can uh, own up to the choices which you have made to get where you're today and then take full responsibility because then that basically means that wherever you want to go in the future you can start taking actions right now which will help you get there and then most often we have that guilt the burden the heaviness of the past and if we can just let that go take complete responsibility drop the guilt drop everything which is stopping us from being uh, fully here in this moment uh, is uh, basically my definition of uh, taking responsibility and allowing that uh, is actually what allows you to listen better. It's actually what allows you to have those conversations in a in a space, in a mood, in an energy, which is uh, less of anxiety and stress or wanting to prove something, but more of openness and flexibility and willing to see where things go rather than like coming in with an agenda and then either this way or like you are out. Yeah, I think one of the key principles uh, around uh, understanding yourself and your own journey is to see what narratives have you been telling yourself and what others have been telling yourself and then trying to see, right, where are the facts there and what are just narratives. And I, I often say that your life story is just a story. It's not your life. Your, your life is a, is a lot more and then you can rewrite the story. You can rewrite the narrative uh, without... Like without feeling that you're missing something right now. Uh, so that's one thing. And the second thing is when it comes to taking responsibility, it's, it's, it does require a lot of courage, right? But courage not in the way of boldness or uh, like uh, bravado, but courage in the way of being open, in the way of sharing what you're scared of. Like uh, a lot of leaders uh, I, I work with and even myself uh, is get scared of asking for help. We get scared of uh, admitting our mistakes. But that is courage. Like courage is listening to somebody else, but courage is also sharing that I have no clue what we will do now. I think, I think, I think the last few years, COVID was a perfect example of um, like for a leader who comes in and say, I know everything, I will prepare a plan and I will take us to the next 
like the next phase of our of our company of our business like they're just uh, telling a lie to themselves because this was something which we were facing for the first time and nobody had any clue and maybe even now we don't have a clue of how this hybrid versus like virtual work will shape in the next 5 to 10 years we have no clue but the moment we stop ourselves from saying i don't know i have no clue as a leader and not to see it as a weakness in fact that creates bonding that gives others an opportunity to contribute the moment a leader can say i need help or can, how can you contribute it's a huge uh, huge shift in the in not just for themselves it might look like a vulnerable act but it's also a very courageous act yeah absolutely the courage is necessary and all, it's only the the self aware um self confident self assured individuals who are going to be willing to demonstrate and to show that kind of vulnerability and to lean on their people uh, insecure leaders are the ones that have the false vibrato the you know puff out their chest and try to act like they have it all figured out uh it simply isn't the case especially in this messy world it's increasingly complex and complicated like nobody has no one person has all the answers or knows the best path forward you have to lean on and rely on the expertise of your team and your people and if you're not willing to be a little bit vulnerable and give them you know model for them the opportunity to be vulnerable as well um then you're going to be kind of stuck on your own and it's it's just going to create you're going to become a bottleneck uh, rather than a conduit for uh increased productivity and innovation and and those types of things that we want to see especially when you are in a time of crisis absolutely and i think one of the key relationships to master for any leader is the, that relationship with silence doing nothing because that is where you deal with all of the insecurity or your fears or you even become aware right before you have to deal with it you have to become aware of what is stopping you and and a lot of leaders are in a race to go somewhere and they have they, they really dread they really feel terrorized by taking a break by stopping and they feel it as a waste of time like even for my like if i go back 10 years i would say something like meditation or journaling i would call it a waste of time but now it's uh, it's part of my my practice uh, so a key relationship for every leader i would uh, advise is to uh, to get comfortable with fear uh, get comfortable with silence and see what comes up right because whatever is coming up is a very important signal and again coming back to listening right can you listen to your own body can you listen to your own emotions and what is coming up if being by yourself making is making you uncomfortable then then there is there's a very strong signal here which you need to you need to like uh, listen first of all and then build up your yourself as a leader upon that right otherwise if you are uncomfortable then you are also expressing that same energy to everybody around you Sumit, this has just been a really great conversation. I know at the time I'm going to have to let you go here in just a minute, but before we wrap things up for today, I wanted to give you a chance to share with the audience how they can connect with you, find out more about your work, your team, and then give us a final word on the topic for today. I think my final word would be, Mike, if you have a dream, if you know that there's more to you than the level that you are currently playing at, then you can do that, right? So, and the moment we dream about our biggest dreams, our mind also throws up all the reasons why we cannot do so why i am not uh, like good enough wealthy enough i don't have resources i don't have a team i don't have a like trust or whatever uh, but if you if you have that dream then you have already you have already taken that step one and you are already way beyond a lot of people uh, so if you have that dream then there is something in you which really wants to and you know that and most people know that right they have that innate ability 
and talent to do that. They just sometimes need some help or some space dealing with re really settling down and seeing what all is troubling you and then making uh, sense of it, making that purposeful. So if you, my message would be, if you have a dream, go for it, ask for help. That's not weakness, that's strength because that is actually taking you where your biggest dreams are. And in fact, what, what life is if you cannot like go after your biggest dreams, your most passionate dreams. I think that's life, living a life where every second you are moving towards your dream, irrespective of whether you're succeeding or failing in, in, in those endeavors, that's life. So that would be my message. And for anybody who is interested, uh, I'm very active on uh, on LinkedIn. I have a, a podcast which is called Choosing Leadership. And uh, uh, I have a school of leadership, which is deployyourself.com. Uh, so anybody who, who wants to reach out to me, feel, feel free to reach out to me through LinkedIn or through any of the other channels that, that I just mentioned. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Sumit. It's been a real pleasure. I encourage my audience to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Sumit and his team can do for you. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. Do you enjoy the Human Capital Innovations Podcast? Enjoy ad-free listening by going to the Patreon page. And please consider contributing even at the producer or sponsorship level. And please leave a review. Thank you for your support. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.